Uh, I was watching a stream of the game, and uh, and uh, the stream crapped out, so it ended up switching over to the Cleveland stream. And because they won, they showed the replay at the end like 40 fucking times, obviously. Of course, of course. And one of the camera angles they showed, you literally could see my mom with her hands up going, fuck, like slamming. <laughs> I was like, and it's my mom. <laughs> oh, shout out to Susan. That's I great. wish I had been able That's to screen cap that shit because it was hilarious. If I could ever find that camera angle. Oh, it was, it was awesome, man. Just was, send that to her forever. Dude, fuck. dude, she's such a fan. It's hilarious. And she's so into it. I love it. I love it. We literally talk Raptors basketball all the time. Call her out. How do you like Scotty? I like Scotty. Bit, uh, is this 57? Yeah, 57. I'm having a struggle here keeping up. You're going to have to continue to always be the guy who keeps track. It's very simple to keep track. If you ever forget, you just go to Spotify and search the episode. <laughs> Works well for me. Also, I well, title hey, all the fucking documents. You know, it's episode um, 57. It's nice to know you have such a foolproof system, Matt. It is foolproof. Also, like, like I said, saving the fucking names for the episode name, and then I know, like, for my my document list or whatever. That's like, true. Uh, Fifty-seven. This yeah, one is fifty-eight. That's the kind of organized professionalism that I expect out of my co-host. It's a, uh, it's a simple system, but it works. It's effective. This one's not. <laughs> That's, you're a fucking loser, dog. You don't even. If you smoked, it'd be different. I actually stole this from somebody, so. Thief. I did. A loser and a thief. A what, loser, a, what a combination. A loser and a thief. <laughs> what a combination. Welcome to episode one of A Loser and a Thief. Stirring the two of us. I wrote a song about that. Oh, dog, do not start barking. I'm about to record here. I want to say what time it is and start my episode. All right. Yeah, you turn your head. That's right. And on that note, without my dog barking in the background, thank the Lord. It is 106 p.m. Sunday, 
November 7th, 2021. This is uh welcome to f- episode 57 of the fucking eight podcast. This is the Tom Jackson. This is the Clay Matthews episode. I'm your host, the Malaligned Vaccination Values Matt, and I'm joined by a man very near and dear to my heart, disinformed Dan. How oh. you doing today, bro? Hey, you didn't even have to get creative. You fucking cheated this week. You just stole my hey, Twitter man. handle, basically. Hey, man, that's it works. It's, it works. All right. All right. That's right. Well, you know, thinking how many names you're gonna have to come up with over the years, I don't, I don't begrudge you cutting a corner or two here. It's getting, it's getting hard. It's getting hard. Episode fifty-seven <laughs> of the fucking a podcast, the world's most up-and-coming show. I think all games, no practice. Straight to it. Are we pretending like we didn't just spend an hour like bullshitting ourselves for you know? No, no, we're gonna we're just gonna totally gloss over that, bro. It's a new Nothing day. Happened. It's a new hour. Nothing. Yeah, that's right. It's a new hour. Nothing happened. <laughs> Are you feeling no well rested occurred. with the, the clocks rolled back? Are you feeling like uh, did you get did you get uh, a lot of value out of that extra hour last night? I'm never well rested, but yes, I did get an, an enjoyment out of that hour. I was so I, fucking pumped, yeah. man. Yeah, I was so I, pumped. Haley looked I, at me and like, yo, it's uh, daylight savings. And my brain immediately was like, I'm going to lose an hour. Oh, no. And then I did that age old spring ahead full back, you know, for us mouth breathers over here. Yep. And I realized, oh, wait. Yes. Oh, wait. I get one. an hour. This is the good one. So I, I had like a mental two hour swing where I thought it was going to be 3 a.m. But in fact, <laughs> it was one and it was it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I got home. I got home last night about 12. 12 31 o'clock or so and i i sat down here at my computer and decided to start working on things for some reason i'm like obsessed with getting shit done now and i had the same thing it was almost 2 a.m and i was like trying to like compress a file here like finish this video thing Mm -hmm. and i was like fuck it's so late like i should i want to get up tomorrow at a decent time right and i looked at the clock it was like 158 i was like god whatever fuck so i just kept going i'm like whatever i'm gonna finish this and then i turned around and it was 105 in the morning and i was like (gasps) Like my, suddenly there was like yes. a universe ahead of me. I'm like, yes. Oh my God, <laughs> all is right. <laughs> Maybe we should just run the clocks back an hour every Sunday and just perpetually move backwards forever. Oh God, dude, just give me extra time all the time. I always want that extra hour, like every day. It was so nice, dog. It was so fucking nice. Get cracking on it. Science. As a person who lives on that shift clock, you know what I mean? Like, just give me yeah. more hours, please. Yeah. More yeah. hours. Yeah. Scientists really need to get fucking cracking on that whole thing. You know? Yo, scientists Fine. can just fuck off with this whole daylight say, I don't give a fuck what function it serves. Get the fuck out of here. With- no, 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 no. We, we established it doesn't, it doesn't actually have a function at all. So some shit fuck we did stupid. like years ago and now, and we just kept doing it because we're stupid. Now we like can't go back because everything runs on that. You know, I don't fucking know. I think there's some shit where like after what is it? Doesn't that wasn't that give you the leap year or some bullshit? I don't think it's that. But there's is there not any net positive? No, I don't know. I'm not every smart year, enough. every year Fuck around daylight, daylight savings, savings time. I mean, in the content fucking internet game, everybody runs their articles about why daylight savings is useless. They just like somebody wrote one article about it, and then every six months they just and then like, everybody copied it. it. Yeah. yeah, and then everybody else just read the same Wikipedia page. It's literally what content is repackaging other shit in your own style. It's not what we do. I was going to say, don't sell us out. <laughs> That's literally don't tell us out, That's what every fucking podcast on earth is. Last night I met somebody and uh, my friend who invited me to this, this party I went to, um, it, of course, I fucking hate this, which is that she introduces, she tells people, because I'm in a room full of people I don't know. She tells all the people like, oh, Dan does a podcast. And I'm like, oh, oh God. And you're like, I'm that guy. Hi there. Hi there. Put my hand up. Be like, for fuck's sakes. 
now I have to say what it is. I have to tell them what I do, you know, why I do it at all. Like, justify myself to strangers so stand up like you're at an alcoholics anonymous meeting like <laughs> my name's dan and i'm a podcaster I'm a podcaster i've been podcasting for three years <laughs> um i make no money but uh so i got oh i got a story from i, I told you most of what i got up to last night right but i'll, I'll share the yeah. story for the listeners right so uh I, I had sort of a developing night where i started a party and then i went to a concert and then i went to an after hours like fucking like dubstep like mosh club uh, now people should know a that is this is all things that are very unlike me totally matt will attest right like yeah 100 exactly not dan's venue not at all <laughs> but uh so i ended up at this this like dubstep fucking club and um i i had to use the bathroom so i like we got there i was like literally dying to pee between bars so i get there i run to the bathroom and now uh full disclosure for everybody i'm a shy pisser which means that a, a, a open concept bathroom where all the urinals are right next to each other or like is like the worst scenario for me like it's got to be a divider or some space some sort of general semblance of, of privacy for me so i usually i'm a guy who usually will pee in a stall right now if you think i'm alone i'm not because a lot of people i think do this because i get to the bathroom there's two stalls four urinals right both stalls are taken there's a line and i know that everybody's okay. just like me these are my people the guys in the line for the stall. These are the people I live with, right? This, this, this is my culture right here. So I come in, there's a couple guys ahead of me. The first, we're all waiting for the stall. First guy finally gets up, goes in. The guy next to me grabs the, the paper towel roll off the sink and he stands next to me and he just looks at me and he goes, see if this works. So he starts on each guy who comes out of the urinal and washes his hands, he unrolls a bunch of paper towel and hands it to them. And their guys are all like, oh, thanks. <laughs> and then each one, as they walk away, he goes, I take tips, you know, <laughs> one at a time. And I just looked at him. He gets nothing at the end. Everyone laughs and he's like, ah, it's worth a shot. So it's his turn and he goes in. So it's, I'm up next. And then a guy comes in, stands in line next to me. He kind of does a look around the room thing, kind of looks around the room and looks at me. And he goes, is this the line for the stalls? And I was like, yes, it is. And he's like, all right. I'm like, again, my people, here they are. But this dude was like, probably have to shit. No. Each person you could see, each person who went in, standing, everyone's just getting a little privacy while they pee or doing a rail of coke. I don't know. But the guy that comes in behind me, he's like, he's in, he belongs in this place, right? Like jacked, wearing a, a black wife beater, uh, literally like gel hair to the mag. This guy looked like he fucking parties at, at clubs like this. This guy right? looks like he's doing some cocaine off the side of the, the yeah. toilet roll. So him and I are just standing there waiting and we just start shooting the shit. And I look and I'm like, uh, it, the two stalls that are there, one of them, one of the doors has nothing on it and the other door has a no smoking sign on it. So I lean over to the guy and I'm like, you think it's okay to smoke in the one, but not the other? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, he's like, I bet if you take a shit in there, you know, if you light up a smoke, you, you're going to get in trouble in this stall, but you're going to be cool in this stall. And the guy who was in the stall without the no smoking sign had been in there for like 20 minutes, standing by the way, like his feet were pointed inwards. So who knows what he was up to? He was probably breaking the smoking roll. So I go in, I have my vape pen on me because I brought it with me. It ended up being a great decision considering how long the night went on. And I was standing there peeing and all of a sudden I thought I like pulled it out and I just took a big hit of it. So when the door opens and I come out and the guy's like, it's his turn, he's up next. I just looked at him and I went, took a fucking smoke in there. How about that? And he just laughed and he's like, they're going to get you, bro. Five minutes later, I'm out in the fucking dance floor area. And who's at the front of the stage? Palms slapped down on the stage, 
headbanging like nothing else. That fucking guy right there. And I'm of course, like, man, he's living. He's living his night. He's in his zone, bro. We're all the same, man. We're whether whether you're a guy like me who's in a completely different environment or you're the dude who was made for it. Us shy pissers who need the stall. We are one people. Two quick rebuttals. One, you need to drink more because I am not a shy pisser. I fucking, I'll do that like side dance, but like, woo, just, I don't like swaying back and forth, pissing I all just over am. the urine. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I just am. Two, I had a similar situation with that whole smoking in a stall thing and thinking about it. Went to the airport, come back from New Brunswick, and we had our vape pen. Listen to this. We had our vape pen in the fucking, in like Kaylee's purse. They didn't take it from her. You're allowed to have it or whatever. And I'm going to the bathroom and I'm like, could I get away with it in here? Nah, I'm in an airport. I shouldn't do that. Could I? Nah, I know I shouldn't do that. Could I? I could. I probably could. And nobody would ever fucking know. Yeah. Nah, I'm in an airport. You know what? I'll probably just smoke it and I'll get sketched the fuck out. And I'll be like, why did I do that? This, this isn't even enjoyable. Come out of the stall, wash my hands. Airport security walks in. And I was like, yes, I'm so glad I held fucking, you know, I held <laughs> myself back there because if airport security comes in and I'm like, oh, hey, man. It's a little puff of vape smoke well coming me. out over the stall door. <laughs> yeah, not going to go well That's for environment me. though too, isn't it though? Like, isn't that environment like I'm in a, I'm in a fucking late night club in a stall. It's all about environment, dog. I've been to, I've been to like fucking not hundreds but i've been to like probably a good 30 40 concerts and every time yeah. there's always somebody smoking something in the crowd right and most of the venues i've been to it's like kind of okay but then the security will be like who's, who's, flashlights come out who's smoking that you know what yeah. i mean they're, they're coming for it go to atlanta go to see that fucking gucci main show everybody is smoking a blunt and ain't nobody saying anything dog so it's all about the environment is georgia a legal state no, it's not legal. I'm pretty sure it's decriminalized. Oh, okay. Um, but it's still the type where, like, you're not going to get a fucking crowd of Gucci Man and Young Jeezy fans to not smoke blunts. I'm sorry. It just is what it is, right? Well, vape pens have really so. changed the game, right? Which I thought about last night when I, when I brought it with me. Is I'm like, when I was going to the concert, I'm like, if I rip this shit right here, would anybody fucking care? And then, and then yeah. I, because I don't, because it's not smoke, right? Like, it's not illegal. I, I mean, just- if you're at a baseball game, like don't turn around and blow it in the four-year-old's face. Other than that, you're probably fine. You know what I, I mean? Ha- I did rip a, a vape pen at Wrigley Field when I went to Chicago. I know you did, but you, you didn't. I mean. You didn't turn around and blow it in a four-year-old's face, right? That's no, I did. I'm the saying. only people around me was the like 45-year-old woman who tried to like grab my yeah, dick because she was too drunk, and then yeah, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's a good time. Her friends were so apologetic too. Like it's fucking. <laughs> And meanwhile, you're like, like, no, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Like, I was literally like, you guys don't realize I'm fucking fried. So, Wee. yeah. So I went to a raps. I went to the raps Cavs game uh, a couple oh, nights yeah. ago. Here didn't didn't end well, obviously, but uh, it's not why I bring it up. You you can probably attest to this too. There is something to be said about a crowd and their energy levels when it comes to fucking free shit. It is so dog. ridiculous. Bro. Dog, I've been saying this it for years. So yes. Fucking ridiculous. And I pointed it out to Haley and I'm like, watch this. They get louder for the opportunity to potentially catch a t-shirt than they do for the actual fucking game at times. We got an empty, like not an empty, sorry, a quiet stadium with just like, you know, f- six minutes left in the second quarter, the game's going on, but there's a remnants of like a t-shirt haul from the last TV timeout. Yeah. And then they have people that walk up to one specific section because they won this little thing where like section 314. So like the horse up, race you know on I mean? a jumbotron kind of thing. Ex- like, exactly, yeah. right? 
So the whole stadium is just chilling watching the game. And I'm, I told Haley about this earlier. And we look up into the fucking section above us. And these guys are losing their fucking <laughs> minds. Losing uh, their minds. No one else is making a goddamn sound. And they're fucking freaking. There's maybe three t-shirts in total that get tossed out to like fucking, you know, like, 45 people. Yeah. Like, it, it's just insane to me how wild people go for free I've been, shit that I've they been don't saying even that want. for fucking years. And the story that I always go back to in that regard was uh, uh, about 10 years ago, my dad used to get free tickets to the tennis tournament in Toronto. The one up in York, the oh big one, like the, like literally I used to yeah, see like just, fucking Federer and Djokovic and fucking Serena play all the time. Right. We used to go every year because we get free fucking passes. And one year we went and they, during the TV timeout, they brought a bunch of ball girls out or whatever the fuck. And they threw, I'm, I'm not kidding you, bars of soap into the yeah, crowd. Sorry. And exactly, <laughs> dude, that was like a moment in my life where like I suddenly understood the human condition further by watching a stadium of people be like, yeah, soap over here, soap. Like, are you, that's, that's two and a half dollars at the drugstore. Like, what are you, are you insane? And- like, not even just that. Now you got to carry a bar of soap around in your pocket yeah. after a fucking t- like. I don't want to carry. I don't even like carrying my keys in my wallet. Yeah. Like I don't want to take a how bar the, of soap. How was with the me. tennis match? Oh, it was great. I got a bar of fucking soap. Like, dude, if it if fucking it lands no. in my lap, I'll take it. Right? Like if if I'm sitting yeah. there like I don't give a shit and it bounces off someone's hands and lands on me, I'll be like, oh, soap. Okay, but like, am I gonna stand up and be like, here, yes, please, woo? Woo! So, fucking t-shirts, dummies, fucking oh, dummies. Fuck. Yo, it's nuts. Now, it's so, a really quick story here that'll that'll lead us into our episode. So, I uh, what have we been doing for Discord. fifteen minutes? I know, right? I know, right? But uh, <laughs> a real quick, a real quick message to my buddy the other day on Discord just to see how he was doing. I was like, "Yo, what's up, dude?" And I noticed his profile picture, and it's uh, it's a French bulldog, but it's like, it's nice. It was a cool like really like colorful like it was a good photo it's nice and i said to him i'm like hey bro like do you own a frenchie like just just out of curiosity like cool picture and his response baffled me he might end up listening to this but i I still got to say something here it kind of baffled me a little bit and it's a really nice capsulation of where the fuck we are in society yeah and he so i asked him do you own a frenchie and his response was you mean the dog question mark or do you mean the nft and i'm like uh uh, I mean the dog question mark. What do you mean? And he's like, Oh my bad. Ha ha ha. This is a fancy Frenchie. That's what my display picture is. It's an NFT. Blah, blah, oh. blah, that I listen that I designed and he's like, all right, like blah, blah, blah. So I'm talking to him. I'm like, Oh, okay. all right, man. Like kind of not trying to be an asshole, but also being like intrigued yeah. a little bit. Like, yeah. okay. Be, you're like, meeting somebody in the wild, right? Like you're like, Oh my God, this is yeah. first hand here. So he sends me a Discord link. It had 38,000 members. So I was like, oh, oh, this is like a thing. Like, okay. Yes. Which I come to find out, like, Tory Lanez has pushed it. A couple other rappers have, like, Steve Aoki contact. They made some shit for them, like, one-of-ones or whatever. But my point is still this. Dog, why? Like, why? (laughs) Nobody nobody can figure it out. Nobody can still figure it out. Like, you're trying to tell me you own that, but I can just come up and screenshot it and be like, I own this. This is mine. Twitter is having the fucking time of its life with with nft bros and and the like how mad they are by snipping tools and copy and paste and and like save links stuff 
I own this. Oh, this is mine. Like, no, what the fuck Dude, is this shit, bro? Look, I, I might be, I'm probably wrong as I am in most things in my life, but, but I'm telling you that Bitcoin is always like cryptocurrency to me is still very dubious. Like I still not but sure what that future makes a little more sense. Means. Like you could buy something with it. NFTs is like, I, this, this has got to be a scam. This has got to be like a, people are literally selling JPEGs for like $50,000. I'm like, are you kidding? We could have been doing this for years. Like, but I own it's, this. It's like, yeah, it's but. It's got to be a scam that's just kind of gained traction. And now people are like, oh, it's a real thing. Anybody who can explain this to me, email the podcast, fnehpodcast at gmail.com. Because I, I genuinely want to know. The idea is you are the sole owner of this digital art piece, right? Mm-hmm. And it's supposed, and that is supposed to be in the vein of like a copyright, technically. Correct. Right? Like somebody else couldn't steal your brand and then make products with it because that would be an infringement. But is there any actual legal, actual tangible, real, enforceably legal premise to NFTs? Like if I steal your fucking stupid image and I'm like, suck my dick and like post it on Twitter for the fucking lols, can you actually pursue any legal measures against me? And then there's international things. If you live in fucking, you know, Taiwan and you have an NFT and I fuck around with it here in Canada, can you actually charge me with anything from a different country? Can any, like if it's not enforceable legally, then you are actually being scammed out of money buying these things. Buy it for $50,000. Oh, I could have copied and pasted it and had it on my fucking computer anyway. But, oh, if you do that, then I'm going to do what? You're going to do what? Who's going to stop you're me? Gonna con- you're going to contact a lawmaker that thinks that looking at a source code for HTML is hacking? Like, <laughs> yes. like-, like you're going to do what to me? Like, you're, what enforceable fucking, like, leverage do you have over me that you can actually act on, you know? Yeah, and, and if this is the case, think about this. McDonald's is now coming out with their very first NFT, okay? And it's to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the McRib. So you, my friend, you, my friend, can enter a sweepstakes and be the sole owner of the McRib NFT, okay? So like a pixel art McRib? Is that what it is? Like It looks like a trading card of a McRib. Yes, bro. Like, I don't understand this whole shit. Here's a quote from these guys. Our McRib NFTs are digital versions of the fan favorite sandwich, almost as saucy as the McRib itself. And we're giving them away to a few lucky fans on Twitter beginning November 1st. Just have to follow at McDonald's and retweet their sweepstakes in order to be added into the draw. Why? 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 What are you going to, are you going to go like you? Like you're going to show up at that fucking bar event with people you've never met before. Like, hi, I'm Dan. Yeah, I'm the, uh, I'm the sole owner of the uh, McDonald's McRib NFT. And people are going to look at you and be like, shut the fuck up. The Have only thing night. that's worse than your friend diving you out as a podcaster in front of a bunch of strangers is standing up in front of them and going, I own a whole bunch of NFTs, guys. <laughs> should see NFT? my alligator NFT collection. Fucking bullshit, dog. I hate, <laughs> I hate, the, I hate everything about this shit. I hate, dog. I hate <laughs> yeah, life, life on earth is not fun anymore. And it just, it just frustrates me more than anything. Cause it's like, I feel like I hate it. Therefore I want nothing to do with it. And I can totally see myself in 20 years being like, well, I missed the ball on that stupid thing that society forced to be a thing. Dog. Like, all right. I, you've, you've known for the last couple of years, like I, part of my experience in, in making podcasts and shit has been like uh, developing like creative skills. Like I make 
graphics for my other show. I've done it for this show. I send them to you all the time and they're always dumb. Are you telling me I could literally just be fucking putting these on the internet and being like hundred dollars in Bitcoin, send it to me now, you fucking idiots. I could be selling all these stupid JPEGs to people. <laughs> Apparently, bro. Are we missing the but boat? Is that what's them. happening? Like if there's a scam going on and stupid people are giving up their money. Why aren't we taking their money too? I have morals. Okay. Oh, but morals don't pay my bills. Shit. Yeah, I was going to say, you take so that to the bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't <sighs> fucking know, dog. That's, uh, I, I feel like one day I'm going to wake up. I'm like, I am slowly becoming that old geriatric man. You know what I mean? Of like, you yeah. fucking kids. It just, everything it's happening. New, it's happening. Everything new and different in real scary. time. It's too scary. Oh. Everything's scary. Even everything your fucking dog scary. doesn't like it. Your dog's like, fuck that shit. Yeah, my dog, my dog, not a fan of NFTs. <laughs> she is an <laughs> NFT. She can be Bro. turned it. There she is. She wants to be turned She's into a French- Frenchie NFT. Yeah, ah, whatever. She'd be uh, fancy Frenchies. Shout out to right. my buddies. Shout out to fancy Frenchies. I was going to say, maybe they can get us in on the action. So, uh, all right. I, I watched, um, have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes, I saw it in theaters, actually. Okay, I watched it this week. Killing time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, uh d- did you like me think that movie f- fucking god awful that movie fucking stinks not not at all dude Dang. i loved it i was it i was, loved it. it was there was no plot it was just aesthetic the whole movie is literally old-timey cars and old-timey hollywood and margot roby dancing to to 60s music that was all i got out of it i'm like it was a character expose bro oh you missed the point what characters? What do you mean? Oh. What characters? This is, like, this is like talking about like this is the problem when I get too stoned and I go see movies because I forget certain details. But I remember walking out of it being like I, I was enthralled. I couldn't look away. I wanted to know what was that's going on. What I mean, I mean is, the- that's what I felt like too. It was all aesthetic. There was no substance to it. It was a stupid fucking movie. <laughs> stupid ah, fucking fuck Tarantino. You. You're allowed, you're allowed to have your opinion, but you're wrong. It's all right. Look, I like his movies. Right. Like, I like Inglorious Bastards. I like fucking, I like his movies. I thought that one sucked ass. Please, anybody who's yeah. a film critiquer, email me and, and give me some shit. NFT bros and film people, hit me up. Oh, oh my favorite people on the planet. <laughs> hey, don't be rude. <laughs> don't be rude. <laughs> NFT people, I don't know. Film people are good, though. Film people are right, though. Uh, yeah, I also watched, right. I, I, I also, I'm now in the Squid Game boat. Done. Binged it. Good. I'm Good on. Uh, I, I won't spoil it. I don't know. I, I'll try not to spoil it, obviously. Just be Just a fucking ahead. dad. Be a fucking jump, dad. Get on the Jump f- ahead a few minutes if you don't want me to say something accidentally. Okay? All I'm going to mm-hmm. say is I knew from the start that they'd have a really hard time with the plot at the end. That's all like the whole time the story's too. going, I was like, I did too. The, the, the overarching storyline, the like the, the very, very top of what's going on here, they're going to struggle with. And I think they totally fucking did. That shit made no sense. And also it was just like, it was, I was like, I don't know. This is now you're losing me. The last three episodes, I was like, ah, I just, yeah. Like it's too yeah, weird. Now. I, I felt the same way. I felt the exact same way. I knew they were going to try to do some twist ending thing. And I was kind of like, I don't know. It left me with more questions than answers. I was like, all right, cool twist, but like, how? Now, there's one Why? thing that I thought about watching it, right? Which was that towards the end in the last couple episodes, there are English-speaking characters. 
It's a oh, Korean show, Jesus right? Christ. So, so there's there's already things with Squid Game and the whole the whole like uh, people who watched it in English weren't getting sort of the same meaning as people who watched it with the subtitles in its own Korean sort of thing, right? Like there's a lot of, but then I was when we got to the part where there were these English speaking bad guy characters, that I was like, their lines and their dialogue were so laughable, were bad, they were so bad. laughable, I, I... but it made me think, is that what? other languages sound like to native speakers of them in English films. So when English movies have scenes where people are speaking Spanish or Italian, right? Is that what it sounds like to people who speak those languages that like, do people who speak other languages think, Oh God, the dialogue in our, in this land, in my language is so bad in English American movies and stuff that when Korean shows do English dialogue, it's the same sort of like really oddly worded crap like is that how it works uh, i mean it probably depends on how good your grasp from the language is right when it comes to like dubs maybe because if you watch the english version of squid games it's trash it's actually not good it's you'd like you watch it in korean people but when it comes to like the english parts i mean if your writing is good it should be fine but that was like it was laughably bad like laughably comically bad. like comically stupid is what it was like yeah, like, but I mean, at the same at the same time, like I like watching a bunch of fucking old, fattened up white dudes with like masks on, you know, spending money on human bodies. Like, eh, I'll watch it. Was it was like literally like you've made these two, you made these people too evil, like for even comprehension. Yeah. Like, like, wow, I hate. I'm rich. Yeah, like, I'm a rich white American You're, old man. Like, I can have you, man. I'm gonna fuck you, server boy, because I'm rich, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's like, uh, spoilers. Jesus. I don't know about that. No context, though. Yeah, Nobody's gonna. If you haven't no seen context. it, you, you don't know what. You have no idea what the fuck. You got like nine episodes to get through. You know, you'll be fine. I don't know. Week ending though. It it did. It did. Yeah, it did. It did kind of fall apart at the end there. I was like, yeah. Hey, it made them a lot of money. It was pretty popular. That yeah, so. was just gore porn. Like the creator got all defensive though, because like LeBron was like, "Yo, the ending was bad," and he was like, "Well, make your own movie, LeBron." It was like. Dog, like shut I am. The fuck I will. Up. I do. I, I'm. I did. I did, and it was also crappy <laughs> and stupid. So they told that? me it sucked, so I'm throwing it back at you. Exactly. That's right. As somebody who makes crappy shit, I can point out other people's crappy shit. So, uh, all right, I got a headline for you. Yo, hit me with it. In regards to, uh, is a couple weeks old. So, um, but I think it's still applicable. So the headline is just this: Could a trillion dollar coin solve the United States debt crisis? No, but Senior, Senior Burns, you already know what this is, right? The, this is the, the joke everybody made about it, of course, was the Simpsons episode with the trillion dollar bill. Of course. Right? <laughs> trillion dollar coin? What coin? Uh, there's the, all right, so there's an idea floating around that is undoubtedly crazy, but it has gained traction and support from some of the biggest economic thinkers in the United States. <laughs> How good those guys are always accurate. As another showdown over the looming yeah. debt ceiling occurs, experts say the whole thing could be put to rest by simply minting. A trillion dollar U.S. coin. Great system. How the fuck we've is that going to fix shit? How the fuck is that going to fix shit? Just print more. It's been endorsed by Nobel Prize laureate Paul Krugman. I'm a big Krug. Yeah, I'm a Krugy guy. I'm Team Krug, baby. You know, Krug Stan. That's right. <laughs> I'm a Krug Stan. <laughs> uh, quote: I'm opposed to it, says the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. I don't believe we should consider it seriously. It's a gimmick. What's necessary is for Congress to show the world we can count on America paying its debts. Debts. So we're already having an inflation problem, and they're like, "Why don't we just 
just make a trillion dollars out of thin air. That's going to work out great. Isn't this the immediate argument for like exactly what you shouldn't do and how that doesn't work? Like yeah, I was I, under that impression. I thought, I thought so too, but evidently anything, you know, you and me, just a couple of idiots. We don't understand NFTs. We don't understand the economy clearly like fucking morons. <sighs> a trillion dollar coin. I mean, when you're, when your solutions to the economy are literally drawn from a 25 year old Simpsons episode. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of modern day society, unfortunately, dog. Like, yeah. uh, but I just don't understand. Like, how could you even, how could you fix? Like, listen, we printed a trillion dollars. So we're here. You go, you know, federal reserve. Here's our debt back. Like, or however the fuck it works again. I'm a monkey. I don't know, oh. but that, 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 just, that doesn't make any fucking sense, bro. Doesn't make it's, any fucking sense. The system is just <laughs> foolproof, eh? I'm gonna start doing that with like time off at work. I'm just come in and be like, I actually decided that I have three months off. Like, no, like, no, no, no. I printed out this form that says I have three months off. So here you go. Pay me. I'll be back. Have a good one. See how that works out for you, eh? Just, like, I'm just gonna create to things COVID. out of thin air. I'm just gonna create the next time my rent comes due. Just walk up to them and be like, I just write on a piece of paper. This is $500. Like, I wish my rent was that much, but. Do it in crayon. I've created the backwards letters and shit. <laughs> I just, I don't uh, fucking know. We that. trust uh, these people. We trust these people that they know what they're fucking doing. And they're salute. I don't know. When we just, when we just make a trillion dollars out of nowhere. Does that work? Holy <laughs> shit. No, that doesn't work. We're still three trillion in debt. Right. Yeah. Fuck. Well, we just do it three more times, dude. Like, oh fuck. It's just, it's just not working. You know what frustrates me more than anything is that the Canadian dollar is then reflective of the value of the American dollar. So now our money goes down even fucking less. Yeah, probably. Anyway, we are old men. We're we're yelling about the speaking economy. Speaking of speaking of flat-headed economics, those okay. fucking idiots. Okay. The new trend in China here with their kids is to put them into some pricey headgear to try to make their skulls more round in an aesthetic point of view. So apparently... They're using fucking Plagio right now, helmets? like Straight up, dog. They look like little fucking boxers. So the idea is that flat-headedness is not an attractive aesthetic trait. So parents are buying these like up to $4,800 like expensive okay. pieces of fucking like headgear to put their kids in while their brains are forming and while they're fucking, their skulls are still solidified. Dude, they're supposed to be for people whose skulls are not properly developing. It's like a, it's like a, an aid that young kids, some kids have to get. I, I deal with them at work sometimes. Like I've had, yeah, I've had those is, things come through. Like this is for fucking aesthetics. This isn't for like a, a, my kid like literally has a pancake skull. Help me. This is like, Oh, he's been laying on the back of his head and it's slightly, I don't want him to get flat. So we're going to spend a bunch of fucking money to try to like, put him in this little fucking device and force his head into a round fucking watermelon shape. Like they've even got these sleeping mats and special pillows and all this shit. It's kind of blown up, I guess on one of the, uh, the social media platforms in China here. So I'll read this. Cause it's just super okay. fucking bizarre to me. This is like okay. when people were binding their kids feet. Yeah. That's you know what exactly I mean? like, what I was just thinking about, which I, I'm probably wrong again by saying this, but I thought that was a thing they used to do in China too. Thought that they was probably a, fucking did absolutely it might be a bit of a normalization of of these things maybe yeah i don't know so oh, these uh asshole, these, these helmets yeah, these helmets resemble bowling balls and are supposedly catered to babies whose heads are flatter in the back 
They involve the mold being strapped onto a child's head for extended hours with the belief that this can help shape their soft, still developing skulls into a more aesthetically pleasing rounded shape. Now, a post from a mother actually showed up, I guess, on uh, one of the Chinese forums called uh, Zhao Hong Shu, which is kind of like Quora for them. It's just a question thing, okay. right? Anyway, yeah. the title of the post was, I took my baby to head shape correction despite my family's protests. Now, <laughs> I'd be fucking protesting too. Now, the, they, uh, she recounted the process of how she brought her seven-month-old daughter to a medical facility to get head correction gear custom-made. Quote, I think wearing a head helmet has the same function as wearing braces, which is to correct a body part and make it more beautiful, the, unwoman, uh, the unnamed woman wrote in her post. I have a flat head, and I know how painful it is for women who are chasing beauty. I don't want my kid to grow up and regret this part of herself. How about, how about, instead of putting a fucking kid's head into something that turns them into a watermelon when it's not even an actual fucking issue, it's just how you feel about it. Yeah. How about we take a fucking step back and we love the flat-headed people, <laughs> baby. Get back on your flat head. You know what I'm saying? I you, can dig like, that. I, I, no, but in all seriousness, no, like, I just have a real issue with, like, unless it's a serious medical condition, don't fuck around with people and their development for aesthetics. Well, like, okay, it's just so fucking bizarre to me. Maybe we've got a bit of a, like, culture difference here, right? Like, like you know, as I was saying before about the feet binding thing, right? Like, maybe this is one of those things that, like, you know, in that country, maybe, you know, there's always issues with courtship because of the population dynamics and stuff and, and, yep. and sort of cultural differences yep. that maybe there is really reaching a point where it's where some parents are thinking like, this kid has to be as perfect as possible. So they have the best opportunities, the best social mobility, the best status, like that kind of stuff. Like to us over here, we think it's probably appalling, but maybe culturally over there, it's like, no, like we have to, otherwise this person actually will have difficulties socially in their lives because of the way our sort of judgmental sort of uh, courting process takes place. Like, I don't know. You know what? I I mean, that's, to be quite honest, that's that's already happening here too. It's just to yeah, a much act like extent. we don't do that here too. We act. That's that's exactly it though. We act like we don't do it, and it's like an unnamed thing. It's like oh no, you can't you can't judge somebody because they have a flat head. Yeah. Nobody want nobody fuck that. Nobody fuck that girl. She's ugly. As fuck. But also she like yeah, head. don't act like over here we don't have children doing beauty pageants and like our we don't have like kids who are Instagram influencers who are like stacking wads of cash shirtless and stuff like that like. Don't act like we aren't fucking doing equally I'm ridiculous baby shit. I'm, baby I'm fucking stacking Gronk. paper and catching passes. Run Jesus. by, you know, baby Gronk's parents. Yes, yeah, dad. He's like fucking paid, cashing out on that shit, probably. I can't wait till the documentaries come out about these people in the future. Um, yeah, his fucking narcissism and his like growth development issues because yeah, his dad gave him steroids at fucking eight. Joe Jackson kind of shit. <laughs> All right, Matt. Pineapple on pizza. Hard no. Hard no. Hard no. Okay. Hard no. And I specifically had some like last week and I I, I thought about it. I really, really, really you gave thought it another, about it. Like, you gave it a try fucking, again? It's like, am I being an asshole? Okay. Like, this is not bad. And I took a bite and I was just like, no, nah, this just doesn't belong here. But continue. Okay. More than seven in 10 Canadians have no qualms with using pineapple as a topping for pizza. A new research co poll has found. In the online survey of a representative national sample, 73% of Canadians say they would, quote, definitely or probably eat pizza with pineapple, up seven points from similar research conducted two years ago. Pineapple is trending. You're in the minority now, my friend. Hard pass. 
like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge someone for eating it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's not like I I took a bite and was like, who the fuck would do this? It's just more so like, I don't know, man. It ain't for me. Like that's sweet. I don't want that sweetness when I'm eating pizza like that. Like, no thanks. All right. All right, we'll put a poll oh, up on Twitter this week about the pineapple. We'll get we'll get a, a raw Twitter feed on on what the pulse is there. Apparently, Mind in 1962, you. a guy named mm-hmm. Sam Panopolis of Chatham, Ontario, was apparently the first man to put pineapple on pizza. Look at this country, this beautiful country, where they had a guy, the first guy to throw a rubber ball into a peach basket, first guy to put pineapple on a pizza. <sighs> oh. I was about to Canada. say the first place, <laughs> first place to assimilate the fucking you know Native Americans, right? Yeah, uh, so the nation glorious, of what a glorious, <laughs> what a glorious country! Oh God, uh, uh, there are some, <laughs> there are some regional disparities when Canadians ponder whether pineapple belongs on a pizza. It's part of the study. The dish is particularly popular in Alberta. Ninety percent of people approve of it in Alberta fucking lunatics really followed by british really? columbia 83 percent. maybe those two provinces have more in common than they think they do saskatchewan and manitoba 77 ontario 76 atlanta canada 72 quebec 55 yeah see like fuck quebec but they they know what's up no they just looked around they're like what are other canadians they like it yeah we don't like it fuck that shit get out of here <laughs> <laughs> not here not in not in Quebec when Canadians were asked to choose up to three ingredients to design their own pizzas 51% selected pepperoni a little low didn't you think maybe yeah that's like the default topic yeah 51 only like it's a coin flip okay 47% opted for mushrooms mm-hmm. I mean okay. almost to an equal level as pepperoni you say mushrooms and pepperoni are equal fucking toppings in this country? I mean, you usually see people get mushroom when there is pepperoni, right? Canadian is is Canadian is good as fuck, actually. That's so popular here for a is reason. It, is the pepperoni thing more uh, more indicative of other meats being used? Like people will do ham and mushrooms or something like that, bacon bits. Like like pepperoni isn't that it's unpopular, but that we embrace other meat options more like maybe, yeah. Uh, it's pepperoni is just such, it's the default though. That's like yeah. the little kid. Like I don't like toppings. Oh, well, I yeah. like pepperoni. You know what I mean? I, I like. Uh, don't get me wrong. I fucking like pepperoni too. But if I'm gonna get meat, there better be pepperoni on there. Like I don't know. It yeah. just it just goes. It just goes. Well, maybe we got a lot of like straight cheese fans here in this country. But other ingredients: green pepper was third after mushrooms, coming in at twenty four percent, followed by Trash. onion twenty three percent, pineapple twenty percent. So people are accepting of it, but only one in five people actually go for it. So, so pe- we're tolerant of pineapple, but not embracing it necessarily. Fair. And I, I agree with that. But green pepper of all toppings is probably the worst pizza topping ever. And here's why. Because okay. it doesn't matter what you put it on. If it was on the slice beside yours, whatever, it fucking, the flavor soaks into the entire pizza. Whatever the, the oils in it are go out and you can't you can't even pick it off because it's still going to taste like green pepper it just dominates no matter what is on the fucking pizza and i'm not trying to eat a fucking green pepper pizza and this is coming from a dude that eats bell peppers almost literally every day like sweet peppers i eat them all the time on a pizza doesn't belong it just doesn't belong so we're learning a lot about each other today eh? shy pisser you're a, a constant pepper eater we're really developing our bios here i think now, yeah, I'm going to bump this, your 
Next time you piss, I'm gonna bump your elbows. Not no, no. I will be I'll be on the stall. All right. The study's got more <laughs> food-related polls, though. Okay. So more than three in five Canadians, 77%, say they would definitely or probably eat poutine. That number, of course, jumps higher to 82% in Quebec. Oh, so good though. So good. Still not a fan, actually. So look at that. I'm I'm in the minority here. Half of what? Canadians. I just uh, it's just wrong. so I fries to me. I'm a I'm a straight crispy fry guy. Once you start sogging them up, I'm out. So half of Canadians, 50%, say they would consume a plant-based hamburger patty. 64% of people, 18 to 34, say they would. So that beyond meat shit. Barely been in the game that long, but look, it's taken over already. It's all right. I it's fuck right. with it. I it's... fuck with it, dog. <sighs> I like I it. I, would, I'm a I little, like it. I'm a little hard on it. The proportion of Canadians who would be willing to eat steak with ketchup fell from 48% to 44% over the last two years. Good. 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 I can't believe it's fucking that fucking idiots. high. You people are insane. Fucking idiots. That is some Jesus. like childhood shit. Ugh. Yeah. Cut my meat and put some ketchup on it. Yeah. Fewer than a third of Canadians say they would definitely or probably consume prairie oysters. 27%. What the fuck is a prairie oyster? I don't know. Shark you came fin to the show soup. unprepared? I, you know what? You? Oh, you know what? You know what? Fuck it. I'll Google it right now. Prairie. What the fuck is I a mean, it's, prairie it's oyster? It's probably just an oyster, right? Like <laughs> oysters that, you know, roam the grainy fields of the, the middle of the country, maybe? Yeah. The fuck? Okay, hold on, hold on. The internet's struggling here today, so it's gonna. Is a traditional beverage consisting of a raw egg, Worcestershire sauce, vinegar, hot sauce, table sauce, table salt, and ground black pepper. Oh, what the f- what the fuck? Dog? Whoa, okay, okay, okay. So I'm sorry. Uh twenty seven percent said they would do that. The twenty seven people, those people thought it was an oyster, not a really uh... weird drink. No, 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 no. I get it now. So the, the texture is similar to an oyster from the egg yolk. Okay, whatever. But the concoction has been referred to as a traditional cure for hangovers. So that's what's going on. Oh. Some motherfuckers are getting lit up and in the morning are like, hey, give me so a, a third of this oyster. country is so drunk that they're willing to go this far for their hangovers. Mm, yeah, raw egg Amen. and Worcestershire sauce. Amen. You know, when I'm not right. feeling good, soak one of those up for me. That sounds like a fucking Nibian, like, the season two of the fucking wire when they're down at the docks getting hammered. Like, Give me a fucking prairie oyster. That's exactly oh. what the fuck that is. That's disgusting. Uh, for you, an Atlantic no, guy, this is the last one I got here for, okay, for the Atlantic provinces. Cod tongues and scrunchions are decidedly more popular culinary choices for Atlantic Canada, 42%, 35% respectively. I don't know what scrunchions are. <sighs> Do you? That's Can you enlighten me as, a, I, as an Atlantic what? person yourself? I, I know I've heard the phrase before and I can't fucking remember. I think it's a, hang on. I think it's a, on like a vegetable. Cheese. Oh, no, no, no. Scrunchions. No, it's, it's, it's pork fat. It's just like they just fry up pork fat. Oh, so you might right. like that, but hey, I might, yeah, I might actually some pork belly. Ooh. Oh, and you just eat it with peas. That sounds terrible. That's the most poor people. Newfoundland shit I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> fried pork fat and peas mm. hey hey you don't know we we don't know we'll make a trip out there one day kiss the fucking fish and take a shot of scott or a uh, screech welcome to newfoundland that's 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 just that means repulsive. something to someone i believe 
I'm allowed to say it. All right. I'm from there. That's so, okay. But God That's damn. Okay. <laughs> God damn. God fucking uh, damn, man. All right. This one, this one got me, uh, this one got me laughing pretty good here. So last week down in uh, West Virginia, a law was passed and that'll come into effect in about a month, but that now makes it legal to drink, but not sell raw milk. Okay. So despite, uh, despite pressures from the dairy industry and from the FDA saying, Hey, this is unsafe to drink. The, uh, the West Virginia lawmaker Earl Ray Tomlin decided to sign into this bill for one simple reason. They, uh, they wanted to push the legality of it more of like a libertarian aspect of like, Uh we can't tell you what you can and can't do, even though drinking raw unpasteurized milk can make you extremely fucking sick. We don't want to have a law against that. Right. So, and I kind of understand what you mean. But then at the same time, yo, sometimes you got to have fucking standards. That's what the FDA is all about. Okay. That's the whole point of it. So state representative Scott Cattle, he's a Republican down there, brought in some raw milk to celebrate the legalization. Oh, for Cattle f- oh, handed out samples fuck. to various other representatives. Don't even and now, fucking. Several no. of them are severely sick to their stomachs. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my oh, God. God. So Pat, uh, Pat McGee in here, okay, one of the afflicted uh, lawmakers, says that while he still did drink the raw milk, that a stomach bug is going around, and he does oh, not believe the illness to be related to oh, the milk. Oh, of course, eh? <laughs> of course, right? What an asshole. Of fucking course. What a fucking asshole. Now, I did some, did some digging, okay? Three of the people that got sick reported that they didn't drink any milk. Now, my gut says these motherfuckers probably did drink the milk and were just like, Yo, that's no, what their guts are saying, too. Their guts are saying they drank the milk, dog. <laughs> Can you imagine that, bro? It's legal now to drink raw milk. You drink it, you start shitting your fucking pants. Like, what have I done? I just... For the, sake of, for the sake of the libertarian aspect of, you know what? We can't tell you what to do. You know what? Sometimes you got to tell people what to do. This is, they're going to drink did raw you say this was West Vir- Did you say, sorry, did you say this was West Virginia? West Virginia. Yes, uh, of course. Okay. That's I just want to make sure because West Virginia, from what I know, is that doesn't sound like a surprising place. But like this is what you guys are doing all day. Like the people who are supposed to be running society, like you drafted a bill. Like this is what this is what people your tax dollars at work is getting you is this guy being like, you know, you know what West Virginians need? Raw milk. Like there's nothing else. It's like the most messed out fucking broke ass state on this side of the country. <laughs> like, no, we need raw milk. Get working on it. Get writing that bill, motherfucker. Come on. It is such a strange law because I don't think you're going to stop the guy from who's like pulling milk fresh from the teat and he's like, I'm going to fucking drink. You're, you're not going to stop this guy. So maybe whatever. Make it not illegal because it doesn't matter if it's illegal or not. The guy's going to fucking do it, right? Just a matter of like somebody's going to read this and be like, oh, did you say it's legal? We should have a glass. And then boom, boom, you're shitting your pants. <sighs> Next thing you know, you're eating fucking scrunchings and peas. Next thing you know, you're getting slope. medical advice from a stand-up comedian and putting horse shit in your veins. Oh, like Aaron, Aaron Andrew or fucking Aaron Andrews. Aaron Aaron Andrews. Russell. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, that didn't do shit. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm like, is that? That's a lesson that I think is the most obvious of the past couple of years. Is that now it's just exactly that. Like, people want to be able to do anything they want. Anything they want, whether it makes sense, whether it's safe, whether it has any logic to it or credibility. Don't tell me what I can't do. I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to drink that raw milk. 
I'll put that shit in my veins. I just don't fucking, I just don't fucking get it. Why don't we start like, a rumor certain- for the COVID people that's like raw milk injected directly into your veins cures COVID. See if we could spread it. Like, no, put, no, 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 no. Say that the air is dirty because this is airborne. So you need to inject air into your veins. Right. You need to have clean air in your veins <laughs> so that when the dirty COVID air gets in, the clean air fights it off, right? Sends it back out. <laughs> Dude, Joe Rogan told me it works. All right. Uh, do you imagine there was like a mass suicide because Joe Rogan told people to inject themselves with air and like people did it? Dude, what if that's the like- sad part is that it's possible. It's possible that something like that could actually happen these days. Do you think you can overdose on Alpha Brain? Uh, very easily. Very fucking easily. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a neurochemical thing, right? Like you can just inject that there's, straight there's into your somebody forehead. There's somebody out there. There's some bro out there that's fucking smashing it up and snorting it for sure. Goes to lift, just fucking. <laughs> Hold on, let me just chop up Yo, my, bro, my alpha brain. Like, wait, you doing some coke, nah, bro? It's fucking alpha brain, dude. Dude, alpha brain with some BCAAs, the fucking best pump of my, my fucking life here, bro. Firing all cylinders. And then there's me walking to the gym. I just took my elf. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to lift. <laughs> I'm ready to lift. Doug, you were a serious Yo, trooper I, in those days. I was. I was. But uh, I got a good story coming out of a Waffle House here in Florida. Okay. Edward Rodriguez was arrested for an unarmed robbery and assault. Okay. This one comes out of Madison County, Florida. So. An employee with the Waffle House in Madison called 911 after they were robbed on Monday. Multiple deputies responded to witnesses told them that a white man wearing a gray hoodie, dark jeans, and a dark hat went into the Waffle House with his dog. Investigators with the sheriff's office said he started shouting, get on the ground, y'all are getting robbed. The suspect also (laughs) said he was high and drunk before grabbing some napkins and walking out. Now here's the kicker. Deputies said the suspect didn't appear to have any weapons, but did raise his hand with finger guns. And told him to give them this shit. This man robbed a Waffle House with finger guns to get some fucking napkins, bro. He, he, he wasn't lying about being high, eh? Like, <laughs> yeah, Doug. So Rodriguez was found at his Madison home on Dingen Street. Deputy said he did admit that he was at the Waffle House to, quote, get some napkins. And that said he was going to rob the restaurant. <laughs> so so did he only make off with the napkins? He only asked for napkins <laughs> That's and it. got them. That's it. He, he robbed them for napkins with his finger guns. <laughs> so he just over, he just overanalyzed. Robbery. He overanalyzed the That's, the situation, right? Like, like all you had to do was ask. But in his head, he was like, "I have to take them. Get out. Get the on gun. the fucking ground. <laughs> get on the ground. Give me some fucking napkins. Just go to the dispenser <laughs> at McDonald's like a normal person and just take just, a handful, just bro. Take You'll them, be all right. Just walk out. Somebody's like, this "Hey, sir, sir, that don't is. you fucking say shit. You didn't say shit." <laughs> That guy just pointed finger gun at me. Who calls the police about that? I don't even give a fuck, man. Like, yeah, so, okay, so two things. Like, like you call the police. What do you say? And also, if the police come and talk to this guy, how do you like? How do you? How do you like make sense of what you've done? Like, sir, did you hey, rob you a arrested, waffle house? Bro. Like, okay, what are they charging him with? Unarmed robbery and assault. Uh, assault. I don't know where the assault comes in. They didn't have they didn't have anything written in the article about assault. Okay, so you took know. law. We took that law class in college. You remember? There's a difference. Assault is a threat of harm. Battery is actual cause Correct. of harm. So yeah, that's so that's the yeah. threat of harm still has to be legitimate, doesn't it? 
a finger gun is no in no way <laughs> actually dangerous, which means how can you be charged with assault if you didn't act like I'm gonna uh, I'll fucking make a pow sound at you? Like don't make well, I mean shit, I'm in Florida and somebody like you might actually have a real gun. Maybe you just, you know, didn't want to flash its piece. I don't know. This obviously could have been avoided by not being drunk and high at the Waffle House and just saying, Can I have some napkins, please? <laughs> You're being too simple about it, I feel. But he has a dog with him too. I wonder if the dog was barking. Fuck you! Give me some like fucking napkins. This is your dog, like got that, like that goofy face, just look like I don't know what I'm doing here with him. Like, My dog just wants a piece of waffle. Just give her a waffle. She'll be all right. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> yo, if you're gonna rob the place, why you like actually rob it? Like, give me some fucking waffles, a side of eggs and bacon. I'm away yeah, for I mean, it. If the finger Hurry guns up. are working and you've got the napkins, yeah, you might as well just keep the game going and be like, you know what? Cook me a fucking waffle. Like, <laughs> you think then the people Blur would have been like, bitch. like, no, sir, that's, no, we're not going to do that. Like, that's not how it works here. You need to have a real gun in my face yeah. for me to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's like a video game. You must, you must unlock a real gun in order to rob for more than just napkins. Like, not uh, accessible. Totally so, unrelated. Yeah. 10 second story. I saw this clip totally out of left field here. Okay. It was a fucking TikTok of like some construction guys that were doing a demolition and they found like a, like a flashlight in the house and they throw it at this other construction worker and they're like, check this out, Tommy, huh? Dog, this guy literally unprotected, no rubber, pulls his dick out and just shoves it in this fucking pocket <laughs> pussy and then just throws it back at them on film. I couldn't, dog, I wanted to vomit. I couldn't believe my fucking eyes. <laughs> Like I said, very unrelated. <laughs> very unrelated. Yeah, I, I I didn't really notice how that fit in, but I appreciate you sharing it. I mean, I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Waffle House. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, Doc. It was too right. liberal like, with your dick there, man. That's he's just smiling at the fucking camera, laughing. I'm like, bro, what are you, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> what you, are you, you, doing? Know, you, you know, you know, no idea where it's been. Like they always say. I mean, so I guess saying, we don't man. know where his dick's been either. Although evidently, it's that's that was my next now. thought. I'm like, what have you done in your life, bro? Like <laughs> that you can just a- fucking throw it in there. Like, <sighs> wow. I was gonna imagine, like, what if he just went all the way? What if he just went right to the finish? Like, I got. I should send that to you. You, you should. <laughs> you just have to see how ridiculous it is. Share it with the listeners, right? Everybody, <laughs> we are. should enlighten people with this kind of stuff. This kind of kind of quality content. I put it on time. Twitter, but it's hard, hardcore, not safe for work. I got something hardcore. a little. I got something a little interesting to sort of tail us out here. So, does your internal monologue play out on a television, in an attic, as a bickering Italian couple, or is it entirely blissfully silent? It's the premise I'm giving you to start. Okay, so, so it's rhetorical. This, so this article, the answer is no. <laughs> so this is what this article was about. This Claudia. A sailor from Litchfield in her late 30s is not Italian. She's never been to Italy. She has no Italian family or friends, and she has no idea why a belligerent Italian couple have taken over her inner voice, duking it out in Claudia's brain while she sits back and listens. Quote, I have no idea where this came from, says Claudia apologetically. It's probably offensive to Italians. The couple are like (laughs) a family in in a pasta commercial. Says flamboyant, portly, prone to waving their hands and shouting. If Claudia has a big decision to make in her life, the Italians take over and battle it out. 
apparently her actual neurological experience of her own thoughts. I wonder if they like inject Italian bias into her decisions too. You know, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) should I eat for dinner tonight? Like get a pizza. Like, don't, don't slaps slaps like, don't get a fucking pizza it's american no 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 right olive oil pasta you know some shit like that but like it's, where does this even come from dude that's, like that's how a good idea. It, that's, that's a good head? thought that's a good thought right like like if you had a bickering italian old couple in your head for all your thoughts when you're cooking dinner would you just be hoping for like give me give me all the guidance i need to make the dopest fucking meal i can here right now like no more like more seasoning like that's yeah thank you Psychotic, yeah, what if they paranoid, hit- schizophrenic Italian man in my head? Because like- that's, that's the thing. Like, what if you're getting hit with your own biases, right? So they're just like, yeah, you make a chicken fingers and uh, French fries for dinner. That's it. That's the best. Or is it like, is it also, you know, biased as fuck on the Italian side? And they're going to give you, you know, M- Nona's recipe for the tomato sauce. That's what I mean. Maybe that's like a, it's like some reincarnation shit. These people got some wisdom of the ages. But the article goes on. It says, for many of us, the voice that we have in our head sounds much like our own, or at least how we think we sound, right? That's how most people think in some version of their own voice in their own head, right? It says, for Mm -hmm. some people, the inner voice isn't a straightforward monologue that reproaches, counsels, and reminds. Their inner voice is a squabbling Italian couple, say, or a calm-faced interviewer with their hands folded on their lap, or it's a taste, feeling, sensation, or even a color or in some cases, there is no voice at all, only silence. Yeah, we are clearly mm. fucking plebs here with our regular fucking minds. Nothing thinking I can think in color. Oh. I gotta you think in color. No fucking care. I gotta start thinking in like Shaquille O'Neal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just like the complete opposite of me. Enormous, <laughs> athletic, rich. Uh, Ten feet tall. You know. What is he like seven seven? Some stupid Something shit like that. that. Yeah, hands bigger fucking than your hell, fucking bro. head. You think that's gonna like Literally. give you some confidence, give you some lift in your day to day sort of decision making in life? No, I think I'm too hard on myself. So I just have visions of Shaq like dunking my skull. Like it was a fucking stupid <laughs> idea, boy. Slam. Like, oh my god. Okay, Shaq. He just talks down to you all the time. <laughs> You'll never be as cool as me, Matt. Oh. Should have invested in Starbucks. Shaq. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so, okay, one guy in this story, this guy named Justin Hopkins. My mind is like a tiny island surrounded by an infinite ocean, as he describes the inside of my brain. It says the tiny uh, island is where all fucker. the conscious... Yeah, it sounds, it sounds pretty pretentious. Right? <laughs> the tiny island is where all the conscious things seem to happen, but it's surrounded by this infinite, inaccessible stuff. It says he's 59 years old and works in a social enterprise in London. It says he doesn't actually have an inner voice. It says there's nothing there, and I don't ever think there actually has been. Fuck. Do you imagine? Damn. That's depressing. You mean you don't have like, is, an inner voice? Like you don't like is it depressing? Don't read out loud in your head? Well, like, or does like for the for utilitarian purposes, like for getting is shit freeing? done. Mm. That's what I mean. Like my brain never stops mm. with stupid things going on. And I'm like, oh, just, yeah. I, just don't as an ancient neuro- as an anxious neurotic person, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Shut like, the oh down, the island. Take me to the island. I want to be on this guy's island. I see waves crashing. Where does the Italian couple come from, though? What the fuck? Well, does this woman like, have like a brain injury or something? Uh, it, it doesn't say. Like this, the article was just about people who seem to experience their inner thoughts in different ways. People say there's TV announcers, interviewers, visual representations. Apparently, there's a lot of like diversity in the way that people's brains 
process. And I, I like, I've read about neurodiversity and shit like that before, right? Like I interviewed somebody about it once, but like, I never thought of it in that way that like your, your fucking, your inner monologues could be different. Like part of the article was also about this woman who had like an old TV announcer in her head. Like, like all her inner thoughts were like being, were like portrayed in her own brain as like this, this newswoman that she had known on the TV years ago. Like imagine That's having fucking, like fucking Anderson Cooper, like narrating your thoughts. Like today God, you no. should get up oh, and make God, a coffee no. and do a workout before you start your day. Like, thanks Anderson. Thanks Anderson. Can't wait to turn your show off again. <laughs> who do you, who I, do you I, want as your, who do you want as your inner monologue? Just Shaq? Uh, no, I want the, uh, the special teams coach for the Longhorns, Jeff Banks. That's who I want. Do you hear about this dog? No, his service, the service monkey thing. Okay, cool. So check okay. this out. So the, uh, this, the special teams coach for the uh, Texas Longhorns guy named Jeff Banks. Okay. His name got brought up in the news cycle for nothing. He's done. Okay. Left his wife, their kids a little while ago, started dating a stripper formerly Ooh. known as the pole assassin. She was on <laughs> Jerry Springer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it gets better. It gets better. Well, she hosted a haunted house. Okay. And one of the kids apparently went past one of the gates where it says like, do not enter, turn around kind of thing. And went yeah. back around the backside of the house and found her monkey, a service animal, stuck his hand in the cage and the monkey bit him. So all the fucking headlines have just been Texas Longhorn football coach, you know, left his wife for a stripper who then, you know, their monkey, their service <laughs> animal monkey has bit a child. So meanwhile, this guy's name's getting dragged through the mud and he's literally done nothing. He's just like, was coaching ball. <laughs> it's like some monkey bit somebody. And that's now an he's incredible headline. Texas Longhorns oh, coach. It's so good. Stripper girlfriend known as the pole assassin has a pet monkey who bit his child. Fuck, that's a lot of hops down the path. No fucking I mean, kidding, bro. No fucking kidding. Yo, she uh, used to, I guess she used to use the monkey as part of her act too. But here's my question for you. What? I, I gotta I gotta get a I gotta see a, a live performance of this. The monkey you do, you train do. monkey stripper show. Holy shit, what? It's a little, it's like a tiny little monkey. Like you'd see in like legally blonde or something. You know what I'm saying? It's not a chimp, but okay. I, I don't understand how monkeys are service animals. Like, can you like, uh, you know, like a, a dog? Sure. Okay. A monkey. Uh, They're way smarter. What are you talking know, about? Right. They can actually do shit for you. Dog yeah, just is like happy bike. and loving. Like, I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. I don't think we should have monkeys as pets. Hey, Human know. beings are capable of dominating and enslaving any creature that we choose. Like, think about that. Okay. People have emotional support animals. But if you think about it, human beings with angst enslave various species of creatures on Earth just to be their emotional support. <laughs> just to feel better about themselves. <laughs> Live in this cage, tiny me. <laughs> Here's a banana chip. Take this fucking Delta flight with me, tortoise. Like something like that. Like it's nothing we can't do. It's nothing hey, we can't hey, do. Dog. I love I love him so much, okay? And he loves me. So I don't let him leave. <laughs> put him in this cage. So I put this turtle on a leash and brought him with me. Uh his name is Franklin. I'm gonna start, a, I'm gonna start a, a website full of emotional support NFTs and sell them to people. Oh my god, dog! You totally fucking could, bro. 
You don't totally let your memes be dreams, man. Could. Don't let your memes be dreams. You can take custom orders and everything, bro. Yes. Like, yo, you can you can tell me what to rip you off with, and I'll help you out. Oh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to end the show and get and get down to business on this shit, bro. Like, we we can't let this idea just float out into the fucking atmosphere and let somebody take it. You know, oh, I think I'm gonna miss the NFT wave, bro. Wait, we hold the NFT on that idea. We hold the audio NFT of us saying that idea. So if any of our listeners steal it, we'll fucking sue you, bro. We'll fucking That's sue exactly. you. That's exactly. That's it. That's the next step. We got to get in on the audio did, NFTs. Did you, That's what we'll do. Did you just we got it. copy and paste my fucking picture? <laughs> yo, yo, say goodbye to your wife and kids because the fucking FBI is coming to your door in like three seconds. You fucking caught. Did you, did you use snipping tool? <sighs> you just talk about the pole assassin without my written verbal consent. Huh? I'm, I am huh? heated. I, I am literally sweating. Like. Yo, get ready. Get your fucking lawyer up. Fuck not. All right. You didn't. You did not have express written consent of the fucking a podcast network. Like fuck, fucking hyperventilating. I'm so fucking mad. This has been episode fifty-seven of the fucking a podcast. A a truly original audio NFT brought to you by Matt. I am Dan. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Tell a friend. Come back for episode fifty-eight of the show. Show people how to listen. Bring them in on the fun. Share teach laughs. Teach them how to learn. Teach them how, teach them how to love. Teach them how no. to dougie. Teach me, teach me how to dougie. Shy peers, hit me up. I want you to know that you have a friend and a champion for your cause. And uh, yeah, Matt, anything to share with the people before we go? No, just just like last week, though. I got to take a mad fucking shit, bro. I don't know what's You've going on. There's got to get more regular <laughs> around our schedule, okay? It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> coffee, bro. It just hits near the end, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, end the show. End the show. That's true. That's true. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drag it out for you for a couple minutes. Email the podcast. Hit us up. F-N-E-H-podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the Spotify playlist. Fucking A Beats where we put all the music that plays both in the intros of the show and the outro of the show. It's a solid playlist. We're over like a hundred something songs now. It Dope is. It's beats. keeping me bumping at work. It is. I fuck with it too. You can get down to it. You can get into your flow state with it. You I know, fuck with it too. Let your music take you away. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see you next time. All games, no practice. Fucking A. Matt, say something. Parting words as the music rises and our voices fade. Yo, shout out to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, y'all have put together something great in Toronto. To be quite honest, it's fucking so refreshing to go to a game and seeing everybody super pumped up. It had been a long time since I had been. Had a fucking great time, even though they had a heartbreaking loss. So uh, shout out to Toronto Sports for supporting the squad. Amen. Amen. I, I disappointed you didn't go say hi to my mom, but okay. I mean, she was 500 feet away. New lyrics since the uterus. The new king might as bright as what my future is. You could get discouraged if I'm being quite earnest. Tripping ain't no need, just let me flourish. Uh, fortunately, I orbit it. Talking about the world, let's get it. I'm with it. You can just forget it if you're thinking you're different. Put a cork in it and a fork in it. Forfeit it.
Taking over your mortgages They're gonna need to build some more orphanages Stickler for percentages and never know Rebates might come off gauche when I negotiate Create that shit that make you go bananas Get around town like the hope that your grandma was Some will say Demi was a scandalous man I'm the creme de la creme with my hand on the can Modelo cans A couple grams Just got done betting, cashed out already. Call me John Paul Jones, maybe John Paul Getty Pope, John Paul, two free fall time, petty night, mare call, Freddie Elm Street, dream chaser, free baser of that crack drum track, speed racer, blah blah blah. Get smoked like a butterball turkey. Pollution up the river makes the waterfall murky. I'm the last Mohican, a surfboard shaper. Saw my cash flow peaking, now I'm worth more paper. Call my stockbroker, check out the stock ticker. Skiska skyrocket, my pocket's a lot thicker. Not one to bicker, never shocked by the sticker. Price I get nice, crushed ice in my liquor. I'm a showstopper, average flow topper. I'm a go copper, Modelo can, old papa sipping. Modelo cans. A couple grams. God damn, man. Y'all don't understand.